Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, it's our first annual food show. Who's hungry to hear about a diet that might help save the planet? Ready to eat something wildly different? What, crickets? I hope not, because we're going to be eating crickets. Ali Moore, founder of Buggable and Eat Bugs events, is here to talk about eating insects, and she's brought samples. Plus, we've got our blindfolds out to conduct a taste test. We'll try to tell the difference between the Moldovan national food, Mamaliga, from grits, polenta, and Fruit Loops, because who can turn down an opportunity to eat Fruit Loops? And we've got a Thomas Coyne update. Our eyes turn to Asia in search for the missing survivalist. I'm Adam Felber, the man who tries to keep this show's conversational menu in line with our topical diet. And now, please welcome the woman who orders off the menu every time, Paula P -p 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 Poundstone. Thank you so much. <laughs> welcome, Paula, and thank you to tonight's house band, old-time banjo strummer David Bragger. That's fantastic, David. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, now David loses interest in the banjo at the point where bluegrass starts, he told me. He, this is strictly old-time picking. That wasn't bluegrass, what I just That heard? was not bluegrass, was that it, David? Was, it was, it that was, was the old-school, early, weird American music that I love and live in. There wow. you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's a precursor to bluegrass, but it is not bluegrass. Well, now, beautiful. Paula, we have a bunch of updates on Mr. Thomas Coyne. Yes. Now, if you remember, he's the survivalist who, on episode three of Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, failed to show up on our show. We were going to have him explain to us about what to do, uh, you know, if you encounter a bear. Yes. Uh, and he agreed to be here. Yes. And he never showed. And Tony Anita Hull, our producer, you know, contacted him. He agreed to be here. And on the night of the show, he didn't show up. And so Tony texted him and emailed him and called him. And you know what? Nothing. I recommend to our listeners that you go back to, I think it's episode three or four, but you really want to go back. I can listen to that episode because to me, that's kind of where nobody listens to Paula Poundstone found its stride that night where everything went wrong. Yeah. 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 Sure. I, looking back, I remember that night. He was the first guest to blow us off. Yeah. And then there was Meryl Streep. Right. Who technically never blew us off. And then there was uh, who's uh, Dame uh, Maggie Smith. Dame. Yeah. Again, not yeah. really invited, nor did she commit to be on the show. No, I've I've I have tried to contact them both through Twitter, and, through Twitter. Yeah. And I've been uh, I've been trying to contact Brian Cranston. Uh -huh. and he must be out of town or something because he is not getting back to me. Now, I've met him. He's an incredibly nice man. And yeah. he's a he's a raconteur of sorts. He likes to tell his story. So I'd be surprised. If like when he hears your plea that he doesn't show up on the show, I think he will. Well, I've pleaded several times now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I'm not sure that it's not just a. 
I think the only person who really rejection. blew us off is Thomas Coyne. If you Thomas Coyne blew us off. Yeah. Okay, so so we started a search, a somewhat harebrained search for Thomas Coyne. It's among not our harebrained listeners. in any way. It's a, a worldwide manhunt. Uh, it's a dragnet. No, it isn't. Uh, what we're doing is we ask uh, listeners to look uh, for Thomas Coyne and wherever they don't see him. To please uh, put a pin on an interactive map on our Facebook You've page. You've basically sent out the message, when you don't see something, say something. Exactly. Which is just an <laughs> idiotic way to search for a man. But, you know, I'm going along with it because, you know, this is this is this, this podcast is way too lucrative for me to stop now. Now, and here are some recent reports. Steve Langlois from Orlando, Florida, wrote to say, quote, I can confidently say Thomas Coyne is not in the swamp behind my son's South Orange Little League baseball complex. Don't worry, I did not go into the swamp myself because there are snakes and alligators in there. I just stood on the curb, first swamp I've heard of that has a curb, uh-huh. and yelled his name a few times until some parents started giving me strange looks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay, then I'm not sure this deserves a pin in the interactive map because we're really not sure that he's not in the swamp. Yeah, we're really not because he's a survivalist. I bet he has a gator costume that he wears, you know, a gator that he skinned himself and he wears so he can fit fit into the swamp. Way down in there. He could be breathing through a reed of some sort. Oh, absolutely. These survivalists breathe through reeds just for fun. Yeah. Well, anyways, thank you, Steve. Thank you very much. But get into that swamp. Beth wrote from Massachusetts to say Thomas Coyne is not hanging around the hostess rack at the Honey Farms on Main Street in Kachichuit. Uh, wow. Well, Beth Beth can write us back every time she goes to a different uh, section of <laughs> a different rack of that store. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't even she bother looking she down didn't the look aisle. The whole. You know yeah. what? But uh, what the sense that I get was that she was very thorough. At the hostess rack. Right, exactly. So and neither so near the Twinkies nor the Ding Dongs. Well, she didn't break it down into the individual snack foods. She okay. just said the hostess rack. Right, she didn't She didn't give short shrift to any hostess no, product. No, I mean, for all we know, he could be over with the Little Debbies. Yeah. In which case, you know, God help him, because that is a bad snack. And I hate to point it out again, but he could currently be at the hostess rack in that store. In no, Kikituit. I think you'll see, right? Uh, she, Beth wrote from Massachusetts to say Thomas Coyne is not... Not hanging around the hostess rack at the Honey Farms. Uh, and the point that I'm making to, to the point of redundancy at this point is that he was not at that rack at that moment. Right. For Thank all you, we Beth. know, he lives at that rack and had just stepped out to the bathroom while Beth was there. No, there would be some traces of him. Uh, no. Okay. You're, so, you're so negative. I am a little That's negative. That's why Thomas Coyne, uh, I, I hope it's you who finds him. Yeah, wow, I hope it's you who finds him. Because <laughs> I think whoever finds him first is not going to make it. He's gonna, um, speaking he's of Massachusetts, David house. Santino attended your show at the Chevalier Theater in Medford. I used to live in Medford. And let us know that Thomas Coyne was not sitting in the seat beside him. It was vacant, he says. Oh, that's a clue right there. No, it's so not. So he had plans to go to the Chevalier. Yeah. And then he didn't show up. Huh. Boy, that's a pattern with him. We don't know that he had plans to go to Chevalier. We only know that David Santino wasn't sitting next to him. No, the seat was vacant next to him. Right. And and as we already know from, see, this is where you need to use your <laughs> detective investigative de- detective skills. No wonder you skills. love watching we, Columbo so we much. We already know that he has a problem with showing up. And so this is the second time that. <laughs> Unless he disguised himself as a vacant See? Yeah. No, I don't think nobody would do Nobody would he do could've. that. Kate Holthausen wrote that Thomas Coyne 
is not in Guilford, Connecticut, but we did put his picture up in the post office in town in case someone else sees him. Thank you, Kate. Did I you really, really appreciate- Kate? Kate, would you please send us a picture of that picture? Because we would love to see that. Uh, well, 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 Kate's being taken away in handcuffs for uh, de- debasing uh, uh, some sort of city property. <laughs> um, Guilford, Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. All and, right. I and I think we that. need to send a bar of Paula Poundstone autographed hotel soap to Mike Zalisk or Zalisk. Um, He told us, quote, I have been furiously searching for Thomas Coyne since I first heard about him missing your show late last August. As an auto mechanic, this gives me a unique opportunity in the worldwide dragnet. I would like to report that I have thoroughly searched 1,637 cars, and he is not in any of them. Wow. Thank you so much, Mike. Yeah. That, the commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Constant vigilance. It is all uh, about the constant vigilance. Yeah. Um. (laughs) You know, when Again, I he first, searched each of these 1,637 cars once. When I first read uh, Mike's If posting, you searched my car right now, I wouldn't be there, is my point. We're not looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> and you Touché. And, and, you thought, and you thought the banana had nothing to do with, uh, not an important part of my Again story. Again with the banana, don't you dare. The banana is critical to any story I tell. Um, you know, when I first saw Mike's posting, he said that he had searched 1637 cars. I thought it was the year. I thought he was saying he'd looked in antique cars. Oh. And then I remembered that cars weren't made in 1637. Well, you thought you remembered that. Don't forget, uh, according to our president, there were airports around then. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 Thank goodness Washington was smart enough to take over the airport. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. No, I have a processing problem, I think, because I I do stuff like that all the time. That's just a simple misread. I was in uh, the grocery store the other day and I was standing waiting to check out and there were the magazine racks there. And one of them uh, had uh, suggested uh, foods to power your Brian. You're Brian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you were sitting I thought, there well, thinking- that's weird because why would I have a Brian? Why wouldn't I power my own children before I would power a Brian? Yeah. And I have, and then it dawned on me that it said brain. Yeah. And, that's uh, a simple transposition. I don't yeah, think there's anything yeah. oh, no, wrong with No, I think there. it indicates that I may have some Brian problems. <laughs> Maybe you have some Brian damage. It's possible. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, uh, one thing I want to point out is that we have this interactive map on yeah. our Facebook page of people are dropping pins to let us know where Thomas Coyne isn't. Yes. And by the way, lots of people have participated. I want to thank them. People come up to me at my shows and mention that they've looked for Thomas and drop Coyne. drop pins on the map. And, and Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. It's this kind of teamwork. That, uh, that is going to utterly fail to uh, produce a Thomas No, see, Coyne. this, you know what's good about being with audience members when they're telling me this? Is that, that, is that, is that I'm that, not there? Well, yes, because. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was where that was going. I'm not, I'm not bedeviled by your negativity. And, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> it is bedeviling. Yeah. I want to point out, I'm looking at the map right now as we speak. And I got to say, Thomas Coyne, the searches are almost entirely missing the continent of Asia. Oh my God! We have like one one site in China, uh, one in in Japan, which I believe we mentioned on the show. Um, a, a few people have looked in in Thailand. It looks like we've got like three pins in Thailand. Oh yeah, um, well uh, yeah, that's and important. one in Cambodia, Thank but you. most of Asia, which is of course the largest continent. Um, well, we've got our work cut out for us. You know, it's very possible. Yeah, that he tunneled underneath that swamp in Florida, wasn't it? Behind that guy's. Kids baseball yeah. field, and then went to, right went down to China. It's good. well, 
Wow, there's so many reasons why that's not the case. But um, I, 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 I do want to point out that, that we're going to have to get on the stick. Also, um, uh, West Africa, m- mostly free of Thomas Coyne non-sightings. Huh. So, okay. Well, so our West African listeners, if you could get right uh, on that. The subcontinent is it's a mess with the exception of one little pin. What's a subcontinent? Uh the the, the like 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 uh India and uh and and rela- and countries near there I didn't all know the way those were all the way from subcontinents. It, it it is, isn't it? The the Indian subcontinent, don't we call it that? I, um, oh, and, 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 Tony and, and, does. I, extending I from there all so the way I wouldn't through say we to call Saudi it that. Arabia. Is it called India? Yeah, but no, but okay, there's well, more countries there. Okay, well, that's what we would there. call it is India. Yeah. I'm talking about this, the south part of Asia all the way into the Middle East. There's, there's, there's basically no pins. Oh, all right. Well, a lot of work to none be done there. None in India, none in Pakistan, none in Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia. It sounds like the beginning Oman, of that Yemen, Stevie Wonder Turk song. Bennett. What? <laughs> Where he goes, Iran, Iraq. Oh, yeah. Iraq, oh, a, Iran. Don't you remember that song? Kazakhstan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do remember that yeah. song. yeah. Okay, well, I noticed when you pick Pakistan instead of just saying Pakistan, I went Obama, like on it. a regular. I American. miss Obama so bad that I pronounce yeah. it the way he does. Yeah, you you did Pakistan. it. You did it like you were in the specialty food section at a grocery store. <laughs> Excuse me, do you have any of the beans from Pakistan? Speaking. Well, you've. Uh... <laughs> hey, by Man, the way, if any you listeners... could be a travel agent. You've been everywhere, Pakistan. <laughs> Speaking of food, yeah. um, where would any show of ours be without mentioning the new Butterfingers recipe? Oh, man. The worst thing has happened recently, by yes. the way, which is um, the new Butterfingers, the quote-unquote improved recipe Butterfingers. Which you are so livid about corner. that you were producing a rap single about it. Uh, yes, I am making a rap song about it, and I, uh, I'm, I'm hard at work on it. Uh, but that Butterfinger, it's, it's, no, it's no longer considered new, and therefore they took the red corner off the, the the banner saying new recipe right and now it's just a shitty butterfinger so now you can't tell the old old butterfingers right. from the new new butterfinger until butter you bite into it and oh, uh, the, oh, yeah. the devil in fact we were taping here we were taping some sound effects here the other day and i was opening these little ones and eating them and I, it didn't even occur to me. I, I started thinking, well, maybe I'm getting sick. You were or taping maybe, some sound effects. We're taping some sound effects of the of opening the um for the, the single that you're making for the yeah. rap song. Yeah, was Jay Deal here with you? Uh he was not that okay, day. Okay. It, was, it was just me and wow. Uh, uh, I, I, Ray I'm Horseman. amazed that you're doing like studio sessions on this, repeated studio sessions on I'm this. I'm not rap just single. doing uh, studio sessions. I'm, uh, you know, we're jamming and. Uh, no, I'm, I don't I'm think doing, that's true. I'm, I'm done. A, Dub something? I did a dub something. Did you? Yeah. A dubstep? Was it a Captain dubstep? Crinkle just yelled dubstep. I don't think which that's is appropriate. Absolutely not well, yeah. it. Dub, isn't dubstep? But thank you like for a, playing, a, Bonnie. A dance, a dance move. Dub, it's, a, it's, a, it's a style. I did of music. a dub soap. It's a style of music. I did. Uh, <laughs> which you're uh, not doing. Anyways, I, yeah, no. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I, I will. I will reveal to you the names of the uh, of the impressive array of rap. Uh, uh, producers and singers that I've been working with. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But I do want to get two important facts about Butterfingers out to our listeners. Okay. Number one, listener David Renteria emptied a vending machine at his office in Florida of original Butterfingers and mailed them to us overnight he in did. a cool package. It cost him a fortune. Wow. You know, he didn't have to pay a fortune because we have a guy who we sent a soap to. What was his name, Tony? Um, oh 
Scott Francisco. Scott, Scott Francisco. Francisco's. We sent him a soap because of uh, uh, a. Uh, he won some. Con- yeah. Yeah, he won our our uh, contest about describing the show right uh, succinctly and compellingly, and uh, apparently the soap that we sent him showed up postage due. Yes, because Tony Anita Hall stuffed the soap into an envelope, hoping to get away with it. And so that has been saving the production so much money. And so now we're just turning to Scott anytime we're sort of in a predicament with no, money. No, you're turning to Scott, but he's not paying for no, anything. No, he's paying. No, he's really not. He's paying for this whole goddamn setup here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He, did you see that mattress across the street tonight that was leaning on the building? Yes. Scott bought that. Did he? <laughs> I hope he didn't pay a lot for it, no. given the bloodstains and whatnot. Yeah, no, that's extra. That's, <laughs> okay. that's extra. All right. Well, he did send you a lot of Butterfingers. Yes, I? I really appreciate it. And it came, we'll send you some soap that you can pay for. It ice packs, and so, uh, you know, when I... Uh, Have you eaten any yet? Uh, ice packs? No. No, the um, Butterfingers. It says right on them, do not ingest. <laughs> you, you know, when you see something like that, you always wonder, like... Who did they feel they had to write do not ingest yeah. with an ice pack that was sent as part of packaging for? And it turns out I'm sitting right across from no, the I was guy. I was in point of fact asking about the Butterfingers. <laughs> sure didn't sound like it. Not, uh, not based on where you put that comma. I'm going to withdraw the question. Um, also, Bonnie Burns, Captain Crinkle Captain over there. Captain Crinkle. Got a recipe for the original Butterfingers and will try to make them for a future show. Wow. She'll bring them in next week, it says, for a taste test. Um, I'm not holding my breath for that because I fear some kitchen disasters might be in the offing. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But she got a recipe, and she's going to make original Butterfingers for you. She often doesn't hear the crinkling sounds she's making, so yeah. I sort of I sort of picture the you know the, the, the candy nougat bubbling up inside a pan. And, and her not and hearing Bonnie the smoke not alarm. not hearing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly looking forward to that. Uh, um, but we've got another food issue that's come up, and it involves the Moldovan national dish, Mamaliga. Yeah. I know, we're a highly rated podcast in Moldova for some reason. They love us. And we did a profile of the country, and we referred to the national dish of Mama Liga and likened it to porridge, mm-hmm. which seems perfectly okay. Yeah. But a listener in Romania then wrote in to say, no, it's more like polenta. Or Fruit Loops. It's a little bit no, like No, no, nobody said that. It's a little <clears throat> bit like Fruit Loops. You said that. Um, and, yeah. then, and then when lawyer Thomas Lenz was here, he said a Moldovan friend of his and his dad traveled through the American South, ate grits, and said that grits tasted just like Mama Liga. Privately, Thomas Lenz told me yeah. that they were like Fruit Loops. He didn't. So we're uh, going to do a taste test tonight to find out just what Mama Liga really tastes like. Uh-huh. Polenta, grits, or... Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops, because you wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, and we've invited your agent, Josh, to join this taste test. Oh, my gosh. Boy, he's got a lot of free time. Yeah. My agent, Josh, by the way, who got us this deal with Maximum Fun. Yeah. And what a deal it is. I know. You know, I want him to go back in there and open up that deal again and yeah. see if we can get invited to their Max Fun convention yeah. next year. Because, yeah. Josh, I've got to tell you, we didn't get invited. Josh negotiated a hard-hitting deal <laughs> where I pay for absolutely everything. <laughs> Apparently, they had him over a barrel. Yeah, apparently, (laughs) they were offering to pay for shit. Josh got a little bit confused just before he went into the meeting, and so what happened was they said to him, "No, we'd like to pay her," and he said, "No way." (laughs) Take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Man, he's. Josh, who spends, he keeps the art of his, the art of the deal under his pillow. So now, yeah, did, but and Josh has that, become a uh, yeah. Go does ahead. Josh know that uh, Maximum Fun had like a retreat of some sort where they talked about ideas and I don't know the Max Fun Con? I just the, referred to that. It yeah. was called the Max Fun Con, 
And uh, boy, the word con. Uh, it's starting to emerge. Yeah, we were invited to the Max Fun Con, just yeah. not the fun one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, but we weren't invited, Josh. Uh, instead, um, they made extra tent space for John uh, Hodgson. Who apparently Hodgman. Uh, Hodgman, yeah, who um, who runs a fine and funny podcast, by the way, a, a, a excellent podcast, and uh, Jesse uh, Thorn uh, Thorn, uh, who's still upset that when he was on our show, I said. Um, uh, that I asked if the Thornbirds was about his family. Oh, that might have been it. I thought. I think that's where the social damage was done because yeah. we weren't invited, and instead John Hodgman got a really big tent, and uh, every morning um, Jesse uh, Thornbird would tap on his tent yeah, you went and say, you know, your there. coffee is ready, Mr. Hodgman. And uh, <laughs> well, in fairness, Jesse is on John's podcast. Yeah, and and John Hodgman would say sleepily from his uh, uh, resting place on a um, inflatable mattress, he would say, "Is anybody from nobody listens to Paula Poundstone out there?" And uh, Jesse Thornbird would say, "No, sir." And then, wow! Uh, I didn't know John then, hated us. Oh, because I've met him. He oh. seemed like a very nice guy yeah, years ago. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Okay. I think that he's friends with Peter ago. Sagel, too, isn't he? Yeah, well, that was years ago. Years ago, okay. It may well be that Thomas Coyne was in one of those tents. Yeah. And that's how bad the breach between our show and Maximum Fun is right Jesse now. Jesse wouldn't even call and tell us. No, he yeah. probably saw him. <laughs> well, as he long said, as we're burning he's bridges. He's not here. Uh, he might be in Asia. <laughs> hey, Paula. You know... Every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quint sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. 
You know, I think Bonnie got the midnight lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We have a two-part plan here because yeah. we got to get back to Josh. We got Josh, who's Josh, come who, to taste who test. claims to have been Mikey from Life Cereal, yeah, uh, in the commercials but in, in, years ago, um, has become kind of our official taster, sort of a minor yeah. celebrity on our show. Yeah, yeah. And tonight and we're going to put him in his He's only been hospitalized as a result twice. Right. I think tonight's going to be a third time because the stuff we're eating Scott tonight. Scott Francisco was able to pay those medical bills. No, he didn't. He didn't pay medical bills. Josh, um, so, we have an IV right around the corner just in case so we're gonna, you take you ill. So you, me, and Josh are going to do a, a Mama Liga taste test with yes. the, all those other substances. Right. And then Josh is going to try the dish, and maybe we'll sample it too, with its traditional side dishes, um, which is like, Cottage cheese and pork rinds. Yeah. Yeah. Who so. wouldn't want that? Yeah, no. Well, Josh is getting it. Yeah. So uh, uh, let's, uh, let's... First, let's... we're going to do a blind taste test where we try to identify which one is the uh, Mama Liga. That's right. And before Josh gets it, we have to go away for this, Paula, this commercial message. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is supported in part by Dashlane. Dashlane is the only tool you need to stay safe online. Worried about losing access to accounts, having weak or reused passwords? Worried about somebody monitoring your internet history? Worried about your data getting hacked? Dashlane keeps you safe online from every direction. Dashlane has a basic free version, but Dashlane Premium has all the features that Adam just listed and is cheaper than most VPNs or standalone security services. The value you get is not just in the features, but in the peace of mind knowing that Dashlane is actively protecting you from every single angle. And Paula, not only have I gotten to uh, sample Dashlane's uh, security thing and and store some passwords, but, you know, as soon as we posted on our Facebook page that Dashlane was a new sponsor a couple of weeks ago, we had some listeners chirping in to say that they love it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, You know, in the past, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I find it very hard to organize my passwords. And so uh, that's really why I have 13 cats. So they, yeah, and you know, it's hard to hack you because they have to go through all 13 pet names, Exactly. That's right. You know, Fluffy 1, Fluffy 2, and Fluffy 3 is a hacker's delight. Yeah. Uh, But but you have so many. 13 cats. Yeah, yeah. It would take a hacker forever to figure that out. Well, forever or five minutes. So go to www.dashlane.com slash Paula. 
to get a free 30-day trial of Dashlane Premium, where you can see Dashlane's features in action and try it out for yourself. If you like it, use code Paula at checkout for a 10% off discount. 10%? Boy, talked about cryptography. Code Paula. How'd yeah. they come up with that? Yeah, you know, that doesn't instill confidence, but I assure you that this is a superior product. Code Paula. Code Paula. No, no one could crack that. No one. one. How about Paula123? That would be more. No, the, the idea behind this code is that it is easy to remember because our listeners are driving right now. Yeah. And so all they have to remember is www.dashlane.com slash Paula, code Paula at checkout for 10% discount yeah. in addition to your free 30-day trial. Yeah. You yeah. know what? While you were saying that, they just drove past their exit. Oh, well. Yeah, welcome back. And thank you, David Bragger. I am just loving that 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 old-timey picking. Sounds great. Now, we have here at the microphone, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Josh Pollock. Welcome, Josh. It's good to be back. Josh Pollock thank is you. back. Thank you. So glad you could be here, Josh. I hope you weren't listening to that earlier segment where Paula was uh, talking about you. Yeah, I, I was. Oh. <laughs> Those are really good points that you brought up. Yeah. Yeah. About Jesse banning you from uh, Max Maximum Fun, Fun Con. Con. Yeah. 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 It wasn't at the Maximum Fun Con. No, we weren't at the Weenie Roast. We weren't at the, at the uh, with the marshmallows and the chocolate and the graham crackers. None of that matters to us tonight, though, Josh. Tonight, we're excited about... Mama Liga! Can you play some Mama Liga music for us, please? All right. David Bragg, everybody. <laughs> Traditional Moldovan Mama Liga music. Absolutely. That's every, really nice. every Mon- Moldovan that was listening. We yeah. just like their hearts just yeah, filled some with. Some of them started weeping yeah, for their own home. Yes. And then Mama's Mama Liga. Oh, do you call your mother Mama in Moldova? Listeners, let us know. Because Mama's Mama Liga. That is a hard thing to say, oh, but I, I bet it's also a Moldovan folk song. Yeah. All right. I've got to I've got to lay this out before we put on our blindfolds because Paula added another level to this. Um, I'm about to don a blindfold, which is in fact a paper bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. As are Paula because and Josh. We have to be blindfolded. Yes, but apparently we have to be bagged. Yeah. Um, well, it's faster, I think, yeah. than having. Mm-hmm. And so J- Paula, Josh, and me are going to put on the blindfolds. Producer Tony Nita Hull, could you uh, uh, then place before these three blind mice these four bowls that are vaguely like porridge? Again. One will contain Mamaliga, one contains polenta, one contains grits, and one, for questionable reasons, contains Fruit Loops. We've got our spoons. Everybody, well, grab we're going to see spoons. if we can identify them. That's the whole yeah. thing. So, are we ready to do this, Tony? Do you have a spoon, Josh? I, I, got, I got my spoon. Okay, there's All an right. extra spoon here. So, I have actually, a spoon. So, everybody, don your paper bag. Did you guys bring your bag? Because I brought my bag. You brought your bag? Yeah. Because yeah. he well, cleaned you're his the professional out. taster. Yeah. My assistant Frankie gave it to me. Okay. Nice. Has yours been cut into the... I cut it myself. Okay, so um, I'm wearing a bag. I, 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 this is so stupid. It's I can't not even remotely stupid. Tell what you. are you talking I, I can't about? I can barely get at the microphone. Okay, wait. All right, now, I'm. please tell me you guys are wearing your bags at this point. Um, or is yeah, this just some kind of prank? Yeah, Adam, we're wearing our bags. <laughs> All right, All right, Tony. All right, play, play number one. Here we go. I'm pretty sure this is Fruit Loops. Mm. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's actually very tasty. Wait a okay. minute. Mm. I can't find it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, my spoon is circling okay. the, I, I, the I food just on the mine. plate. I'm taking a little bit more of mine. Um, I, have, right, I have a very firm opinion about plate number it, one. Well, it is firm. All right. Okay, wait, wait. It is very firm, <laughs> which is what's leading to my opinion. I'm yeah. stuck in my bag. Stu- I can't find my mouth. Are we still wearing hats? Or we, can we take okay, this? Wait. There's three other fucking bowls, Paula. Just put the plate away. Look at her. We got a lot more to eat. She's tasting. I'm tasting. Oh, my God. Mm. So, Josh, what have you been up to lately? 
What you were able to taste that quickly? Yes. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure I'm, I know what it is. Too. I'm putting um, my ha- I'm putting my thumb to push it onto the spoon. I'm eating like goddamn hell and just, just have one spoonful. What kind of taster are you? You're an eater, not a taster. Yeah. You know, Adam. I did talk to Jesse's executive about that whole. Uh, what maximum about fun max fun con yeah yeah and uh bikram you guys bikram. Know bikram, yeah we right? love bikram yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you say yeah no, he confirmed the unfortunate truth that whole thorn birds thing did not fly oh yeah oh okay yeah yeah that's, that's yeah not i true. said josh uh, uh you're is josh right. so, th- th- no it's thorn birds i said josh on, looking at you with a bag on your head gesturing with a plastic spoon yeah. It's just great radio. All right. Uh, you know, uh, here's the thing. I could have gone without a bag because I would keep my eyes closed, but the two of you have a certain record of cheating. Um, okay, let's just uh, bag ourselves up and get plate number two out here. All right, let's see. Uh, here this comes plate this... number two. Uh, oh, okay. wait. Now, I know oh, what that one is. God. I'm taking my bag off. That was Fruit Loops. <laughs> wait a second. Oh, I just put the spoon into my mouth Your upside spoiler down. alert, it's Fruit Loops, Paula. <laughs> Paula, is it me? Or is there a toucan sitting on Adam's head right uh, now? Oh, toucan, I get it. Uh huh. Because it's Fruit Loops. All right. Oh my Tony God! Go these are good. <laughs> if this is Mama Liga, I am moving to Moldova. It's not. <laughs> I just had a bite with none yes, in it. Give it to Tony. Hey, take the plate away for. Don't take the plate away. I'm eating a yellow one. All right, let's put the bags back on for bowl number three. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, oh my God. God, that was so good. That was very good, but that was obviously Fruit Loops. You don't know that. Did you have your Did you have your bag off? Eventually, I took my bag off. And okay. Saw it. Well, that. See what I mean about the cheating? It's not really cheating. It's it just, is too. Hey, and did pop- you hack okay. into Tony's account to figure it out? No. Here's all right. So here's number three, and it's it's. Uh, You're a Vladimir Putin mm, knockoff. Oh, that I would eat a whole plate. This is of very good. Mm, that's really good. It's got some pepper in it. No, I just I love it. Bumped it okay. into Tony the bag. I'm feeling what this is. Wait, you're not- that Tony is good. working her her a little teeny beanie off trying to. Uh, you know, I like to think that that we help listeners who are driving late at night to stay awake on lonely roads. But <laughs> I think we sure might have killed some people second. on this show. <laughs> Watch that right. hairpin turn. Let's let's bring out bowl number four and no, bring this, this is bowl number four. Bring, yeah, is this it four? Is bo- four is coming. Oh yes. my yeah. gosh, boy! The first three bowls flew by. They they did they, <laughs> not for our listeners. They didn't. Okay, okay. and hmm. Oh well, that's um, that presents me with a problem. I put my spoon upside down again. Okay, so now I've tried all four bowls, and through process of elimination, I, I think I've learned a lot here, Paula. Mm. So um, now I'm busy I'm, thinking right now. You're not thinking; you're eating. I'm, I yes, and, I and, and not only that, you're staring directly into this plate while Bonnie holds a bag <laughs> over your head. That's not true. My eyes are closed. Oh, I'm seeing you. All right. Well, my eyes are closed. Well, and is... you shouldn't be seeing anything right now. Do you I... see what I'm saying about your cheating? You, I'm telling you, you are, you are, you are Putin's sperm. Oh, you Putin's sperm? Yeah. What? You come out from under that bag and look me in the eye, Poundstone, and tell me how I'm Putin's sperm. Uh. You tell me how you're not. <laughs> all right, we can all we can all take the take the the, the things off our, our head now. All right. Um, I, I you know what I'm going to leave mine on. Here we go. We, we've had these four. Uh, let's start with our official taster, Josh. What do you think you ate there? What was uh, bowl number one? Um, uh, be, what I, are the choices again? Polenta grits, um, Mamaliga, and Fruit Loops. All right, wasn't Fruit Loops? No, it wasn't. There we go. Um. I'm gonna. 
Jeez. Boy, he's come a long way since he was Mikey. I guess. You know, let me uh, let me uh, color it in for our listeners a little yeah. bit. The first and fourth bowls were extremely Very similar. similar. And I'm guessing that one of those was, was Polenta and one of those was Mamaliga. I'm hard-pressed to tell what, but I can tell you what. I got to tell you, I thought number, wait, we did the, 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 the Fruit Loops was number two, right? Fruit Loops was bowl number two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your credibility <laughs> as, a ta- as a taster is now on the line. I really thought the you- Polenta was number three. I thought the grits were number three. Well, polenta has a grits texture to it, but the first number one and number four had really no gritty texture. It was just kind of mashed potato. That's how I think firm. of that's how I think of polenta. Polenta can be quite firm. That's oh, what I thought. I thought, I thought number four. one was mamaliga. Uh, I would have gone with number one being mamaliga too. Uh, I would have gone with number geez. four being polenta and number three being grits. Uh, Tony Anita I, Hall says I'm right. I need a new Butterfingers. What's going on here? <laughs> to be honest, right. they all kind of taste the same, but right. the texture is very different. Can we do a Croatian taste test next time? Yeah, sure. But Josh, um, you're not done. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm not done. I'm excited. There's more. There's I'm a excited. lot more tasting. Got, this is this... the food show, Josh. Yeah. This is the We've food show. We've got this show. bowl of Mamaliga um, for you. We're going to festoon it with pork rinds oh, right. and, 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 and cottage cheese. Okay, so Josh is now... Now Tony Anita Hall is pouring cottage cheese on top of... It's going to turn out it's nobody's tradition. It's just a cruel <laughs> right, trick pulled wow. by the Josh, Moldovan I got to tell you, people. I'm going to I'm going to sample this too cuz I'm I might bow out of the bug tasting later in the show. Yeah, that's a good idea. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right so, Josh, so it's Mamaliga with cottage cheese and uh, pork rinds. Yes, and you want to you want to get a nice rindy cheesy who made spoonful. this deal. This is definitely a Mikey scenario. Yeah, this is yeah. a Mikey scenario. Let's get Mikey. Billy, he doesn't eat anything. Wait. No, he hates everything. What do you think, Josh? What do you think, Josh? Kind of got to love some flavor. He likes it. Yeah. He thinks it has some flavor. Yeah. That's I, a I've bit gotta, nondescript. I, try this. Oh, it's all, I, I mean, relative to what we had flavor. it planned. I'm, I'm going to give this a try, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got to yeah. say, uh, of those four foods, not bad. Fruit Loops was a slam dunk. Yeah, I got to say, that's that's not a, I just had some. That's not something I, I ever want to happen in my <laughs> mouth again. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> You know, we were These are the I, best I, pork rinds I've ever had. Oh wow! Um, jo- well, that's not what the—that's not what we're comparing, Josh. <laughs> damn it! Stick to the point. Um, I can't believe it. You just said, "Damn it!" Stick to the point. I did. Uh, you know, Josh. I don't know if you know this, but we're—we're we're on the Moldovan podcast. Uh, well, he's your agent, of course. He knows number this. eighty-six, right? Are we number eighty-six? Yeah, number eighty-six. He said it with confidence. Uh, no, yeah. Bonnie. Uh, Captain Crinkle says we're higher. Okay, how, well, that's how high- Crinkle. Uh, yeah, your agents yeah. and your manager are never going to agree. I haven't actually seen the the site, but I'm going to say we're number two. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and you can see where they uh, need all the comedy they can get because that was not a tasty dish. Really, the Mama League. I don't. First of all, I don't like anything with any kind of hot spice to it, and it did have a little. It has a little kick to it. I really don't feel like it has a kick. It does. It has a little kick to it. You're not feeling it because you're eating it with the cottage cheese and the pork rinds. No, no, I ate it. I ate it as it as itself too. Yeah, but you took one teeny little bite, and you're like, "I'm ready for the next one." You didn't really. I'd be careful about criticizing uh, Moldova. Yeah, why are you alienating our one fan base? <laughs> well, I'm trying to book you there. That's not helping. Are you trying to book me there? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? You can't book me there. They'd pay me too much money. You know oh, how you feel right. about that. I yeah. think with a little bit of hot sauce, I could see myself eating Mama Liga. Yeah, try to knock them down with a little bit of hot sauce. Yeah. Exactly. There's a little kick to that. No. 
Not there enough, is. Not enough. You have no idea. You took one little bit, and I think you put it on your paper bag. I'll I don't t- even I'll think it made it to your mouth. I'll take a bite of it. It'll make you, if you make it happier. No, Josh, can I get I'm not going to be happy until yeah, Trump's in jail. Honestly, your Doritos nacho cheese is a get underneath all this other crap, and I'm going to have myself a big spoonful All right, so Adam's reaching over to to Josh's Mamaliga. With and you can't tell because it has cottage cheese and pork rinds in it now. No, I, you know I'm I just took the mamalinga. <laughs> All right, I've now had a big spoonful of it. Yeah, and, and? it's not spicy. Yeah, it's got a little kick to it. It has the opposite of a kick. <laughs> it's like a warm, corny hug. Okay, now Paula, I understand you have a word for us uh, this week. <laughs> I do. You do. You know, Adam. Speaking of hotel soaps, I do have a word for you. Ah, uh, it's turpitude. It's a noun, Captain Crinkle. Uh, that means inherent baseness or depravity. Uh, uh, for example, I'll use it in a sentence. And by the way, I have heard this word before because yeah. I know you're going to say to me, you never heard of turpitude? I have heard of turpitude, but I never knew what it meant. Wow, I so sound like by your the kids way, in all your stories. If the person who used it on me is listening, fuck you. Um, here, <laughs> I- I'll use it in a sentence. Uh a man must be filled with turpitude to lift his paper bag while he's taste testing Mama Liga. Wow. And you had that sentence prepared even before we did this taste test. Yes. Yeah, because I knew. I knew that she... No. Here's the Inherent sentence. Inherent baseness. Here's the sentence I prepared. Okay. Uh, it's clear that the turpitude of our president steers his decisions, but what is unclear is why the people around him don't call him out on it. Oh, that's a good use of it in a sentence. Thank you very much. Somewhat political in nature, but, you know, hell, it's it your is, show. Uh, it's no longer political at this point. It's just yeah. right so, in your face. Yeah, he really is. He really is. Um, all right, so turpitude. We're going to try to use that a couple of times during this. I, I was familiar with the word. I figured you might be. Yeah. Yeah. But you were, too. Yeah. No, I, no I've seen it before. I, I probably even read it aloud before. I remember um, it from a teen comedy from the 80s, and I am hard-pressed to say which one it is. A teen comedy? From the 80s. Um, oh, some, I think it was Different Strokes. It, no, no, no. It's a, like a movie comedy. It was and Growing some, Pains. It was Growing some, Pains. I remember some woman yelling at some guy, moral turpitude as grounds to kick him out of school or something. Huh. So I don't remember that. You know what I think it was? It wasn't Mr. Hand. It wasn't Mr. Hand, no. It was Nell Carter. No. In, um, what was that show she did? Oh, I can't believe you don't remember. Uh, I'm going to say the comedy was Porky's. Oh. For no reason at all, but because because I'm looking at pork rinds going into Josh's mouth. Wow, I can't believe you ever watched Porky. No, it was Mel <laughs> was Carter was like 12. in uh, uh, One Day at a Stroke. Give me a, uh, give me a break? Yeah, it was Nell oh, Carter yeah. in Give Me a Break, and she yelled uh, moral turpitude. Well, I think Ben Lezebnik is signaling me. Have you looked it up, Ben? Uh, Google says Porky's 1981. Wow. Google says Porky's 1981. Wow. Wow. That's pretty big. See what I mean about the cheating? Looking it up, Googling it. Why not just stick your phone in the Mama Liga and not even bother? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the turpitude. The turpitude in this room right now, honestly. Oh, my Lord. Uh, I can't even. It wasn't a contest. But if it was, I won. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's how I feel about you know, contests. You know, the Mama Liga doesn't smell all that good. How can you separate out Mama Liga from every other smell in this room? <laughs> we have about 30 people. It's 100 degrees. We have a dog and a dog uh, slobber sodden Donald Trump uh, uh, squeaky toy. toy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't Point. think you can separate that out. Point taken. Coming up, Orson Welles once said, ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what's for lunch. 
What if the answer is grasshoppers? We'll bug out when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. And before we go away, Josh Pollock, everybody. Thank you so much, Taking a hit for the team yet again. Boy, he's just game. He just sticks his spoon in there. All right, we're back. Thank you so much, David Bragger. That's fantastic. Um, Paula, how are you feeling? I feel good. <laughs> I don't. I feel good. Still feel you a know, little... Something little, I didn't mention is little. that I am mildly allergic to corn. No, you didn't mention that. No, I didn't mention it, but I'm feeling it a little bit. Huh? That's a lot well, of corn. Yeah. I, in small doses, oh, I'm is okay. That why you, is that why you just pressed it into the side of your paper bag instead of putting it in your mouth? No, I put it in my mouth. Bullshit. Oh, believe me, I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I had and a we, big hunk of it, which I think was the big mistake. And we made the mistake of getting the Fruit Loops that are corn-based. Oh, did we? Yeah. Well, that was a, that was a huge mistake because those are rare. Now, you're serious about finding ways to help the environment, aren't you, Paul Poundstone? And who isn't? I, I, I And by name. the way, when I say who isn't, the majority of Americans. Uh, well, I, you know, I read an article in Mother Jones magazine the other day that said that eating meat is as bad, like, uh, accelerates climate change the same uh, as much as uh, emissions from cars. Mother Jones magazine, you know. Okay, it's, so, it's so a, the planet, the overall planetary effects of all of us meat eaters is the same as the overall planetary effect of all the cars on the planet? I believe I made that clear. Okay. Yes. And uh, I, I think that we should start a countdown clock. We've been given, uh, we've been told by scientists from the UN, from around the world, mm-hmm. we've been told that we have until... 2030 yeah. to entirely reverse what we're doing, or else we are uh, the planet is toast. Everyone should be yeah. running around with their hair on fire. I agree with and you, and yet I don't see, I don't see a lot of burning hair. I don't see a lot of burning hair. We don't even have a president who believes in science yet. Uh, no, so, well, we did, and now we don't. Yeah. And it's it maybe the first thing we try won't work, or the second thing we try won't work, but you, or even the third thing. But we haven't even tried anything yet. Well, we're going to try something tonight, and I'm Thank halfway goodness. hoping it doesn't work. Um, but you've been looking into alternatives to eating meat. You don't yeah. eat meat. I don't eat meat anymore. Okay. Which no, isn't to say that I don't like the taste of it, because I do. But I don't eat it anymore because uh, there's a bigger picture. Right. So this got you thinking, why don't we eat? Bugs. Okay. I've read before that that eating insects is is the wave of the future. Right. <laughs> the future is in insects. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think you're right. I mean, certainly they don't produce a lot of methane. You never hear about bug farts causing problems and No. and uh, there's it's probably a very environmentally friendly thing to do. I had some ants in my apartment one time who had a cough, but other than that, Okay. I don't think there's methane involved in coughing. Well, we have with us here tonight a woman who might be able to change our diets and help save the planet. Oh, After studying goodness. public health at Yale University, Ali Moore searched for a way to address the challenges to feed our growing population in a sustainable way. She started Buggable.com to support the growing insect agriculture industry and then formed Eat Bugs events, which features unique educational events like bug and wine pairing, bug dinners, and bug cooking <laughs> classes. Please welcome Allie Moore. Hey, Allie. Thank you. Allie, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And I, I love your, I can already see you're very enthusiastic about this bug eating thing. Yeah. And okay. It's fun. Um, uh, Allie has a bunch of uh, different uh, bugs in jars. They're dead. They're prepared for eating. For us uh, to eat tonight. Uh, yeah, laid out on our on our table here. So, Ali, I understand that you got into this because you were uh, in college working on a project in Mexico, and you had a grasshopper taco? Yes. Yeah. 
Taco de Chapolin. And I it totally started out as kind of like a a prank on my family. I liked the taco. And then Thanksgiving was coming up when I came home. And so I tried to Google like where to buy bugs safe for humans okay. in the States. Okay. And that was before 2013 when this white paper came out and companies started making it more available. So I had to call people and I found cricket farmers and I called them and just. And you served cricket tacos to your family. I did not end up getting them in time. Uh, I didn't end up getting them at all, actually. But I fell in love with the cricket farmers I spoke to and wanted to blog about this really cool developing world. So now you and then you you started eating and learning and 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 the rest is history. So your plan, though, was to present these bug foods to your family at Thanksgiving. Were you going to let them know that's what they were eating or are you just going to like slip it into the uh, stuffing or the gravy? I was not going to let them know. And I, wow. I did do that. My sister's got me. You did it the next year. Yeah. Oh, you did do it yeah. the following year? And I they like it. You can't do that. Like it just it's it's going to start a war you don't want to finish. And you have to let people know they're eating bugs. That way you don't scar them so that won't they won't try them later and actually like them because they will like them. But <sighs> if they feel duped, then they'll have a built in resentment. Yeah, but it's easy to hide. There's like cricket powder and you can make chocolate chirp cookies, but you wouldn't really know because you can't see them. Yeah, so there's cricket powder, so mm-hmm. it's just like chopped up, dried, dried crickets, yeah. uh, and, and and powdered, so that people don't realize what it is. Exactly. Oh boy, yeah, that does sound devious. Yeah, you can't really do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So before yeah, we Adam's get- so worried that someone's going to do that to him, you can see the fear on his face. Oh yeah. 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 If that's either no. fear on your face or corn allergy. <laughs> it's a little bit of both because oh, the corn, yeah. the corn, you know, you know, you, you might be noticing my lips are kind of swollen up a little bit. No, bit. I didn't notice yeah, that. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ali, before we get to the actual nitty gritty of eating this stuff, talk about the environmental sustainability of bugs and bug farming. Yeah, so it's uh, basically choose any environmental metric you want, and yeah. bugs will win out over a traditional livestock most of the time. Mm-hmm. How do they do against plants? Uh, they do pretty well, actually. So with a big asterisk, like anything at scale causes unprecedented externalities. And look what happened to... Wait, back up. What does that mean? Anything at scale causes what? Turpitude? So, so like, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A, lot of, a lot of the pollution associated with eating meat, for instance, is the transportation. And oh. so, so transporting bugs is going to be use the same fossil fuels. You is don't that have what you to transport bugs. Kind of, yeah. I, I'm flicking them away most of my life. Well, that's the next Just question. But slap before, them. Yeah. That's all you got to do. We're going to get to the edibility question of, of your household pests in just a moment. But um, you want to talk about the, the, the scaling up thing that you were talking about? Yeah. Was I right? You guys are both right in a weird way. So okay. along those lines, like uh, weirder. soy, <laughs> soy is like a big cause of deforestation now since we're oh, now no. like, you know, tearing down forests yeah. to grow the soy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, Things that start out as a good idea end up maybe having unintentional negative consequences. Right. Uh, And for the transporting bugs, actually, that's one of the reasons why they can be so great. Like we will have big bug farms in places and they'll have to ship them. Uh But one of the best solutions that bugs provide is you can have hyper local circular economies developed. Imagine Wait, a back up. Farmer. Hyperlocal. <laughs> hyperlocal circular economies. Hyperlocal yeah. circular economies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, what is that? Uh, what's a hyperlocal? You get the so bugs nearby. It's, it's an economy that, uh, you get the, and it's hyper. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and in other words, it's a, a, a way to reduce transportation and uh-huh. the environmental tax. So bugs already are great water. Conser- they, they conserve a lot of water. They don't take a lot of feed. You can also have a chicken farmer growing his chickens and then using the waste from those chickens and feeding them to black soldier fly larvae. And those become high quality chicken feed. 
which can be fed to the chickens. The circular nature of it. Yeah, oh, and it's I right there like, on the farm. They're not yeah. shipping in tons and tons uh-huh. of chicken feed. I don't object to to bugs being chicken feed. That Keep part, that part. Alive. It's the human feed part that I'm having trouble with. And so let's get to Paula's no, wait, question. Didn't you just say it was chicken waste got fed to the bugs? Which so, becomes chicken feed. Yeah, oh. there's other, you can add in other things, food scraps, compost, whatever. But bugs are really cool because they have antimicrobial properties too. So they oh. decontaminate things. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that, yeah. that they had antimicrobial properties. Not they, all of them, they, they can oh. decontaminate chicken shit, so that's uh, good. Great. Now, um, now uh, Allie, what, what what about what Paula was saying? Her, her household ants and um, big logie flies. Oh, my gosh, it's big logie fly season at the Poundstone house again. Do you want to eat flies? So some of them I'm sure taste great, but one thing I – especially caution the classes I do with kids, uh, mm. is do not just eat the street bugs. You have to get them yeah, farm-raised. They're standing on waste and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you don't know where they came from. Bugs are so small that they quite literally are what they eat, which is fun because if you feed your crickets mint, they'll have like a slight mint flavor profile. Huh. But if you feed them L.A., they'll have a pesticide poop It'll taste profile. like Miranda Street. Yeah. 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 They'll have okay. a little bit of, little bit of mattress. <laughs> a little bit of mattress. In so them. what are the best bugs to eat and why? Uh, so there are no best bugs, but the most common in the States are going to be mealworms and crickets just because we've studied scaling them the most. Uh, my personal favorites though are black ants, which have an amazing flavor profile where people always think I put a seasoning on them, but I didn't. It's, uh, they have formic acid in their system. So when they are dried, that kind of ferments a little bit and it tastes like a peppery lemon. It's right. super good. Uh, now, we have a lemon. lot of this stuff laid out right in front of us. Paula, do you, yeah. you want to describe what you're seeing here? Uh, well, there's mason jars. I see the black ants that you mentioned. It's in a, uh, yeah, it's in a jar and oh it, my God. it doesn't look, <laughs> wait, uh, you're opening it up. Be careful when you smell it though. It's strong. Oh, be careful when it's I smell it. a strong smell. Oh, oh, you thought I was going to snort it or something? She says a strong smell. It might put you off or. Yeah, I could see where it might. Um, <laughs> okay, all right, but, so. These black ants. Now, these are black ants that have just been put in a jar. So they were farm-raised, and then there was pa- a- Paula's dipping a finger in. Farm-raised. Oh, yeah. Do you have Go to get it. up early? Are you okay, Anthony? <laughs> Anthony, I know uh, that I can- I, I'm going to have to uh, tell you that I'm impressed that Poundstone is doing this, and I know Tony Nita Halls that she'll do it, but me and the other taster, Josh Pollock- <laughs> We're we're gonna sit out a lot of these dances. Go ahead, go right. ahead, Paula. So wait, so when you say farm raised, does that mean there's somebody in overalls getting up early to feed the ants? I so kind of yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch. And of then different they gotta ways. milk them. That takes pa- time. Paula, eat that crap now. I just, just I, eat I want, that crap, I boy. You should be a waiter. Oh, oh, now you've got ants all over your hand. Okay, how does that taste, Paula Poundstone? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't you, really like them. You're gonna want to visit our. Uh, you're going to want to visit our um, website to see pictures yeah. of this. I, okay, I so did Paula just doesn't eat... love the ants, but you love no. the ants. I'm going to smell the ants. The ants are ants. great. They're... Go ahead, smell the ants. I'm going to smell the ants. Kind of garnishy, you know? Yeah. Josh wants to smell the ants. Mikey wants to smell the ants. Hold on. Wow, that is a pungent aroma. That can knock someone out. Tony, where'd like you go? Eye-watering. Yeah. Oh. You, you, you know, I got I to gotta tell you. Wait, I, our I, producer, Tony and Needle Hall, are you going to have a bite of black ants? She's okay. going to have a bite of black ants. I'm going to make it easier. I have, I have to tell you that, like, um, yeah. if you ask me what a bunch of dead ants in a jar might smell like. That's what you would have thought? That's that's not too far off. But you say it tastes really good. It's like, uh, imagine uh, salmon. Tony, Tony, Tony. All right, Ben Lezebnik, oh, Ken Lezebnik's son, and our muscle is trying some. And Tony Anita Hall, bless this new generation. Oh. 
Oh, well, ben, ben, ben likes it. Our muscle Ben, our security Ben, uh, gave it a thumbs up. We're eating ants around you know, the studio. I noticed that the young members of our staff, and yeah. I include myself in that, uh, were willing to Tony, eat the Tony ants. likes it, too. Tony, Tony and Nita Hollis. Bonnie, stop talking nodding, back there. Nodding her head yeah, positively. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to stop the crosstalk. <laughs> What is this, an AA meeting? What, Josh, what do you, you mean? Do. Stop Everybody the, quiet. Stop the cross talk. All right. So, yeah, it, it, they look a little bit like coffee right, grounds, you guys. Try a tiny bit. Um, and, uh, and they do taste oh, lemony. But the thing is, I don't really like this? lemon unless it's with sugar. We've got a solution for you, Adam then. tried it. It's, it's edible. It's a corn but uh, it's, antidote. The, the, I got to tell you, the texture is really anti- it is yeah. an anti-texture. It's a really no. anti-texture. Now, you're opening up another base. Ah, I, I don't want that texture. <laughs> texture is a big thing for people. If you have those friends that don't like bananas or chickpeas or like textured things, you know, yeah. there might be some problems. No, I have an issue with things that are textured like bugs. Um, yeah. So now, now you've just opened up a big um, jar that seems to say quantum hearts on it or something. What, what, what is are those? it? Uh, mealworms. Mealworms. So, okay, uh, mealworms. Boy, does that not sound tasty. But okay. it's like. I just want to make sure these are dead. We weird things. The mealworms are, are, are not that bad. You know, I'll tell you. Uh, is that one hanging off my lip? A little mealworm hanging yeah, off my lip? You got a little mealworm. I, I just think, I know the idea of eating bugs is, in fact, really gross. But you got to think about it. What we're normally doing is eating the flesh of a bovine. Yeah. Uh, or or of a pig. Yeah. And, and I don't see it as any more gross than eating bugs necessarily. Well, I, just, I do. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because, you know, like, I'm kind of grossed out by bugs. Aren't you grossed out by bugs, Allie? I read in, the, like, pre-interview stuff that you're grossed out by bugs. So, truth be told, if I can do it, anyone can. I have, like, a phobia of live ants for some reason, and I can still eat them. It's different when they're dead. It's like if a live chicken was running at me, I'd probably be scared, too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be scared of a live chicken mm. um, or a dead one. So, Paula, you're eating the mealworms. Uh, who else is eating mealworms around this room? Um, yeah. Bonnie, stop talking. <laughs> yes, I can tell you what it tastes like. Captain Crinkle wants to know what it tastes like. Um, and I think the reason I just had a whole handful, okay, not a big handful, a small handful of the mealworms is they're crunchy and um, they taste a little bit like uh, like shoestring uh, potatoes, like potato sticks. Okay, the kind that come, you know, the kind, the kind that oh, are like, like potato chips. Fries, not fries, the chip kind. What are they called? Shoestring potato. Shoe, shoe, shoe yeah. Okay. And, 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 and no, I'm not going to have any of those. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Uh, nobody's. I, I, I would. At first, I was like, mealworms, that's such a disgusting idea. I wouldn't possibly eat that. And they look repulsive. But I got to say, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty benign taste. Not, not, uh, not, not real powerful and okay. not, uh, and not off-putting. Okay. You just have to get past the word worm. Yeah, that, 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 that's going to be a barrier for me. Yeah. We're now going to, now we have a really nice prepackaged bag of Eat Bugs chips. It says it's Sriracha Cricket Chips. Yeah, so these are by Chirps Chips, and it's two awesome female founders based out of San Francisco. They're a Mark Cuban company now, and this is how you're going to see the future of bugs and human food, where it's mixed in, you can't even tell, but now they're paleo and gluten-free and packed with protein, and you get more than 100% of your daily B12 needs from this bag of chips. Now, you see, this looks like a chip. Yeah. I can I can sample this, and, and I can like this. It's the it's the big spoonful of writhing an, uh, bugs that... that um, they're not writhing. They are in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to try one of these Eat Bugs Sriracha Cricket Chips. Oh, but these are going to be hot, right? Tiny bit, yeah. Right. Well, that's edible. Yeah. 
This is like I'm aware been, that they're crickets, but I'm not grossed it, out as long as I don't think about it. It's like it's just okay. The the crickets packaged like this is just like eating a chip. It looks a little bit grainier than other chips, um, and it's got hot stuff on it so that you forget that you're eating crickets. Yeah, and it's it, got a kind of dry finish though. They've been you know you're not eating steeped the- <laughs> in uh, Mama Liga. That's because yeah. it's got a kick to it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think Mama Liga is involved. Um, yeah. What's the shelf life on these? How do you know if bugs have gone bad? <laughs> it's just like anything else, you know, smell it, check for mold. But they have a really long shelf life if they're uh, dehydrated and whole roasted. So they're good apocalypse food. They're whole, good apocalypse food. That's good. Well, Thomas Corn, if you're out there. When you barbecue them, do they fall down through the grill? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, cooking with bugs, it's a whole new world. So we really want chefs to explore that because they can do amazing things that a not trained person like myself cannot. But uh-huh. uh, you have to use small barbecues. Yeah, okay. little teeny yeah, barbecues. Small yeah. barbecues. <laughs> and um, not the spatulas with the holes in them. <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay, well, why don't you tell us what this, this one is? So, so you didn't open up the jar of locusts, no, which no, I think no. is fine. Yeah, the that's, locusts are really unappealing looking. That's just if people get like feisty and want the bonus bug. But yeah. uh, we're going to stick with some snackable ones. They're both. This one has less of a heat. This one's really good. It's a uh-huh. chili lime cricket. Whole roasted. Chili, chili lime, lime cricket. cricket. Uh-huh. Really good. Or we have some Ohakan style grasshoppers, which are like tahine with a cool lingering heat. I think that's uh-huh. the one that pa- Paula well, doesn't like spicy food. I'll tell you food. something. You sure do enjoy your adjectives. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're a foodie, you have to be yeah. into the adjectives. All right, um, so Paula, you're going to try. This is the this is the Oaxacan. Yeah. Thank you. Crickets, did you say? Oh Grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. Okay. They're a little, little thicker than a cricket. They can okay. hold a flavor yeah. better. I'm, I'm just better. watching. I, I, just, I just can't, but I can watch. Ladies and gentlemen, you're really going to want to go to our Facebook page and yeah. see some of the pictures. Okay, of this so stuff. this is a grasshopper I'm eating? Yeah, you're eating a Oaxacan grasshopper with a little yeah. with a little uh, soft finish. It's actually David Carradine. It's a little bit of David Carradine. Oh, be- it's an old television show. The crickets. Yeah, grasshopper. His oh, tree- grasshopper. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, uh, no, Tony. Thank you very much. Tony keeps offering me these, uh, which no, is nice. Allie, are these spiced afterwards, or is that what they ate? Uh, the ants are unseasoned. The mealworms, I think, are just a little bit of sea salt, but the other ones are just kind of flavored to give you an idea of... But they weren't fed the flavor. Like no, you said, no, no. you could get a flavor profile by feeding them... Post-mortem. Okay. Yeah. Post-mortem. post-mortem. No one ever refers to that in the meat world. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. Would you like that? Do you want your, do you want your steak post-mortem? Well, Please. yeah. You, 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 could see, you could see milk fed sometimes on a menu, and you know that's pre-mortem. Milk fed. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't think about that. Don't feed them the milk huh. afterwards. Yeah. Um, all right, well, so yeah, I did just eat You it. want to describe the grasshopper that you just ate, the Oaxacan grasshopper? Yeah, I mean, again, it's crunchy. You definitely know you're eating a bug. It's hard to get around <laughs> that. Um, uh, I tried not to think about the little eyes and the legs as it was going down. Well, think about like lobster, right? It's this giant sea thinking bug. Thinking about lobster? Yeah, and- It's it- a giant sea bug. Boy, mm-hmm. you are pushing your luck with that comparison. No, but, but, but you know- um, By the way, I love lobster. I've stopped eating it uh, because I don't I don't eat fish either, but- uh, um, Zoologically uh, speaking, she's correct. I mean, a lobster is kind of a sea bug. Okay. It may be true zoologically that lobster is a sea bug, although I have to say I'm not seeing that at all. But uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of eating, not even a little bit the same. Yeah. The, the truth is when we're eating our lobsters most of the time, we're not chowing down on the eye stalks, antennas, and, and carapaces and stuff. Or, or the shell. The shell, I yeah. mean, that cricket. 
It still had his ecto skeleton. Thank you, skeleton on. Um, yeah, exoskeleton. I believe. There we go. Is it exoskeleton? Yeah. Oh, boy. and that's where all the nutrients are, or a lot of them. Oh, that's where the nutrients are. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, am I feeling strong? What? <laughs> 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 uh, well, I actually think that our uh, sound engineer, Anthony Alfaro, who interestingly often brings animals into the studio, yeah. I actually think he's going to pass out. I I'm think looking so too. over at him. He looks like... <laughs> yeah. Anthony has a little bit of a bug phobia, too. Yeah. And like me, not particularly into it. So how, do you, how many people have you converted? Like, what do you do for a person like me who's just kind of sickened by the sight of this food that you're promoting? I, so what can I've, you do to help me? I've never really met somebody I could not effectively brainwash, at least to try like a little chip or something right uh and there's like a different magic word for everybody it's uh some people need to hear the lobster thing and learn about consumer psychology and it's all just marketing other people need to be compelled by saving the world some people are fitness junkies and just will chug raw eggs if it helps and these certainly help um other so if Rocky had been made today, he would just toss back a big thing of mealworms rather than breaking all those eggs in glass yeah yeah absolutely there are tons of nutrients very bioavailable, uh, really good stuff there. All right. Well, <laughs> God, thank you, Allie Moore, for explaining how bugs should be a feature and not a bug of our diet. Paula, given this and your taste testing, what advice can you give our listeners about eating insects? House band David Bragger, could, could I get a little background music to tell what I've learned about eating bugs? Nice. Eating bugs could be a part of saving the earth because there's methane in cow gas and they cut down the rainforest to plant soy. Bugs can be a part of a hyper-local circular economy. For example, the soldier fly larva eats and purifies chicken waste and chickens eat soldier fly larva. However, there's nothing but suspicion at a meeting of chickens and soldier fly larva. You don't want to eat street bugs because they're hardened and carry weapons. (laughs) Edible bugs are farm-raised, and boy, do those guys on horses look like idiots wrangling them. (laughs) Black ants taste lemony. Cricket chips are passable. Sriracha crickets are hot, crunchy, and you can feel the eyes and legs with your tongue. Any one of them are a culinary delight compared to the new Butterfinger. <laughs> Allie Moore is the founder of Buggable.com and Eat Bugs Events. Thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks, Allie. Thank you, Allie. Wow. Coming up next, we revisit one of your great theme song contest entries. And Ken Lezebnik's America drives into an epic adventure right here in Los Angeles. That's all coming up right after this. <laughs> Cat of the Week is Shira from Raleigh, North Carolina. She's got the greatest advice. If someone would pay attention, there's a wealth of wisdom for your worried prevention. The insightful things that you'll say, an hour's delight is one click away. But nobody We know you've all got things to do, but take the time to listen to Paula, because Paula listens to you. 
Thank you, Dusty wow. Sanders. That was beautiful. That great theme song, Andrew. We're revisiting some of them right now, Paula, and I, I, I love that. Now, if you have a theme song for our contest, email it to us at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com. You can win a bar of Paula Poundstone autographed hotel soap. It's a fresh bar of hotel soap. It is. It's so important that you say that. It is a fresh bar. I think the autograph is kind of the draw, but no, you want to reassure our crowd that you're not pre-using The package them. has not been broken. Unless by your pen. Um, speaking of hotel soap, Paula, you're going to be out around the country performing. What's coming up? Well, on August 16th, I'm going to be at the Cape Cod Melody Tent in Hyannis, Massachusetts. And on September 28th, I'm going to be here in Los Angeles at the Theater at the Ace Hotel. Did you say the Theater at the Ace Hotel in Los Angeles? Yeah. Well, that's an extraordinary coincidence because Ken Lezebnik has randomly chosen to do Los Angeles for his forthcoming installment of Ken Lezebnik's America. I'm flabbergasted. I am too, but let's get right ahead. Let's start the road trip we call... Ken Lezebnik's America. <laughs> you kids, get in the fucking car. Ready for a road trip, everyone? <laughs> get that dog out of there. We are not taking that dog. Guys, we're finally headed to the City of Angels, La La Land, Los Angeles. I want to dodge a dog. Can we go to the Chinese theater? It wasn't even Chinese. That was Sid Grauman's cultural appropriation. Chinese my ass. I want to dodge a dog. Look, look, Los Angeles is all about make-believe. Hollywood appropriates everything. It's all frontage. Everything's a set. Everything's for sale. The Hollywood sign itself was built to promote real estate. All I care about is getting to Hollywood Boulevard and buying my toy Oscar that says Best Mom. How was that vote conducted? You don't need to be so goddamn negative all the time, Timmy. It's a legitimate question. Did we have a vote in this? I would always vote for you, Mom. Thanks, Nellie. You're my baby. And what am I, chopped liver? She's the youngest, Timmy. She'll always be my baby. Are you still wearing a diaper, Nellie? You don't have to because we've got the roasting pan to pee in. Hey, hey, look, guys. Look at all these billboards advertising shows. Hey, look, there's one for Paula Poundstone. She'll be at the theater at the Ace Hotel in downtown L.A. September 28th. Isn't that great, Janice? Janice? What's the matter? Aren't, aren't you excited about getting tickets to one of America's leading humorists? Thanks for coming to my defense. What? So I'm not the best mom. Is that your fucking point? My, my point is that we're an American family embarked on an iconic American road trip. Let's enjoy ourselves. Fat chance. Mom, Timmy's jabbing his stubby finger in my side. Timmy, Nellie, stop it. I wasn't doing it. Yes, he was. Whatever you're doing, stop it. Oh, okay. Like, stop breathing? Because that's all I'm doing, breathing. You're asking me to asphyxiate myself. Look, 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 everyone, we're in the heart of Hollywood. The Walk of Fame, the Egyptian Theater. We're in Hollywood. This is where everyone comes to reinvent themselves. Let's have a new beginning. All those costumed characters... Why would you give money to someone who puts on a Batman costume? Why would you pay money for an award you didn't win? You're killing me, Timmy. Right through the fucking heart. He doesn't mean it, Mommy. He's just poised between childhood and adolescence. Hey, button it! I'm the precocious one here. Can, can we focus outside the car? Outside our own family dynamic for once? Look, look, there's there's historic Musso and Frank's restaurant. Speaking of Frank's, I want a Dodger dog. Always with the food. You got a wooden leg? Dodger dog! 
dog. Dodger dog. Dodger dog. Hey, hey, hey look, Dodger Jimmy. Dog. Jimmy, there's one of Dodger the many, dog. many food well, trucks. Dodger dog. <laughs> the trucks Do- that dot Los Angeles. A food truck like like Roy Choi's original Kogi taco truck. They celebrate the multicultural cuisine of this city. Look, I'll pull over and I'll get you something, Timmy. There's a tourist shop selling best mom Oscars. Can I get a little respect here, even if your dad has to pay for it? I'll get you a best mom statue, and I'll get you some food, Timmy. I don't need anything. I'm fine. Nothing for Nelly. Hey, nice nickname. Nelly, nothing, Nelly, nothing. Can it, Timmy? Look at all those goddamn scooters flying around. I just want to see Grauman's Chinese Theater. How many times do I have to say it? It's called the TCL Theater. Whoa, those electric scooters are really flying through traffic. Oh, but that's okay. I don't need to see it. Got it. Here's your statue, Janice. You really are the best mom. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't know. I do my best. And, and that food truck was so interesting. It featured Moldovan cuisine. So... Timmy, I got you some Mama Liga with a side of pork rinds and cottage cheese. What the shit? <laughs> Try it. It's part of the polyglot Los Angeles experience. Okay, I'm so hungry, I'll eat anything. Ah. All right. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll slip into traffic here. Whoa. Fucking scooters. They're everywhere. We're driving past the Chinese theater. There it is. We're going right past it. Bye, Chinese Honey, theater. honey, there's no parking in front of the Chinese theater. Oh, whoa, 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 a bug landed on my food! I swallowed it! It's stuck in my throat! Easy, easy, <laughs> Timmy. Some some cottage cheese might help. Oh, no, nothing's helping. Goodbye, Hollywood Boulevard. I'm feeling sick. Janice, where's the roasting pan? Nellie, where's the roasting pan? Goodbye, costume hero. Damn, scooters everywhere. I am really not feeling good. Hold on, Timmy. Goodbye, Batman. <laughs> Holy oh. It's covering the windshield. I can't see. Where's the roasting pan? It's like a fire hose. I'm driving blind. Friends are up. Lower your head, Timmy. Help! Shit, we hit something. Oh, my God. I actually feel better now. Thanks for asking. Guys, we hit Batman. What? Batman on a scooter. He was zipping down the street texting... I couldn't help it. I didn't mean to hit him. Of course not. Well, we'd better move on. What? We've got to see if he's okay or even alive. You killed Batman? No, no, no. Just just a little nudge, I think. Oh, my God. Did you just pee, Nelly? That was me. A little anxious. Good thing you found the roasting pan. Oh, okay. I'm going to lower the window and see how he's doing. Hey, hey, Batman. You okay? You cut right in front of me. Well, what's he saying? He's just lying there texting. Daddy, look! All the costume characters. They're circling our station wagon. He's texting his costume character colleagues. They're coming to his aid. Superman, Wonder Woman, Thor, the Green Lantern. They're all coming at us. Like the Justice League, except... We are the bad guys. They can't just take justice into their own hands. We aren't subjecting ourselves to a vigilante group. They're closing in. Thor's raising his hammer. Spider-Man's going to sling his web. We're out of here. What are you doing? Getting out of here. You're burning rubber, Dad. Cool. Are we fugitives now? Nellie, we're just Americans, hitting the open road and searching for freedom. Are you saying we aren't going home? Janice, 
The Justice League of Costume Characters has our license plate. They'll track us down to our sweet suburban home. Oh. We are now sailing the open highways of America, living off the land. What about Spot? I'm sorry we have to leave our dog behind, but our survival's at stake. Roof, roof. Spot, you were here all along. Fucking doggies like flypaper. Family, we just have ourselves now. Please, God, no. Yes, it's just us and the open road. This is our moment to reinvent ourselves, to embrace freedom. There's Mom, Timmy's poking me. I'm not. We're following the ribbon of blacktop into the heart of America. Mom, he's doing that thing where he says he isn't doing it, and then he looks at me and mouths, ha, ha, ha. Fucking stop it, you two. Into our country's plains and mountains we go. We're free. Let's drive on. Ken Lezebnik's America is brought to you by Mama's Mama Liga. It's better than polenta, better than grits, even better than Fruit Loops. Mama's Mama Liga, good to the last drop. On this day in unremarkable history, Shakespeare's editor said, I think right here, Bill, it's just, I don't know if I should live or die. And then we're out. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Graham. And we're two house DJs who have been trapped inside our drum machine. We love it here, and we'd love if you stopped by and visited us every week on Stop Podcasting Podcasting Yourself here on MaximumFun.org. We're just a couple of doofuses from Canada. And listen to our show or perish. Stop podcasting yourself on MaximumFun.org. You never know who you'll run into in Fairhaven, the city under the bubble. Allison Becker. Eliza Skinner. Keith Powell. Mucus-drenched imp monsters. Rob Corddry. Christelle Alonzo. Judy Greer. Grotesquely possessive carnivorous plants. Justin McElroy. Travis McElroy. Griffin McElroy. Terrifying, malevolent, sentient beards. John Hodgman. Paul F. Tompkins. Lisa Loeb. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble. Welcome back, all you know, buddies. And and Dave, you are just a you're a great house fan. Thank you, man. Paula, it gets to the point where I hate asking this question, but um, <laughs> do you have any particular message for the fans listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone this week? I do. You do, Adam. There are only twenty four hours in a day. Hang on. Do I have time to go get a gun and shoot myself? <laughs> No, but you can poke this paper clip in your eye if you unbend it. Uh, Sure. All right. There are only 24 hours in a day, and people are busy. So, and I know you feel the same. I do, I do. The fact that nobody's honor us by choosing to squeeze listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone into their busy schedule means a lot to us. We really value the listener's time, so much so that we're considering doing an entire episode using only one-syllable words. Which would not make the episode shorter. It would. The truth is, No, we would use more words to describe something. It would be the same length. No, one-syllable words, because we want to try not to be as long. In in order. To keep concept. doing this show, we have to get more listeners to join us, which is 
best done by word of mouth. Unfortunately, most nobodies are not sure how to tell their friends and loved ones that they listen to not our show. Not a single one of our listeners has ever told us that. It's not the sort of thing they would share with us. Okay. So I have written some simple sample dialogue that may solve that vexing problem. Try this. Listener, it seems crazy that we could stand this close to Renoir paintings with nothing but a velvet rope separating us from these priceless works. Listener's friend, I didn't know Renoir painted any nudes, but look at this one called Nude Seated on a Sofa. Listener, that's what it's called? Boy, hell of a painter. Not much of a writer, huh? (laughs) Listener's friend. Yeah, right. Over here is the famous girl with a hoop. Watch out, stepping over here. It looks like someone spilled some... Oh, my God! Listener. Ah! Listener's friend. Man, you went flying right through this painting. The security guard says not to pull your head out or you'll damage it more. Your head went right through the hoop. What the fuck is going on here? You'll, You'll tear the girl's dress. Security is paging the art restoration department. Let me see if I have a Kleenex to wipe that gash in your head from the wall. Are you okay? Listener, I'm fine. It could have been worse. I could have had my head wedged through nude on a couch. (laughs) Listener's friend, I can't believe how calm you are. There's something different about you this past year. If you had slipped and put your head through Renoir's girl with a hoop last year, you'd never wait patiently. The girl would be in shreds by now. Listener, well, I've never known how to tell you this, but I've never known I to listen to this. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast. I laugh so much. It soothes the choppy waters of fear of a world that sometimes feel driven by turpitude. Plus, I learn a lot. Listener's friend, that's great. I'd like to listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, too. Do you see what I'm saying, Adam? No. <laughs> Could you um, could See, you explain the, it to me again? Yeah, the listener yeah. so enjoys uh, laughing and the calm, and the calm, the subsequent calm of our podcast that 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 that, that is a, a result of the laughter from our podcast that it it, uh, it, it smooths the choppy waters of fear of a world that sometimes feels driven by turpitude. Plus, if you happen to crash headfirst into a Renoir. Right, through the hoop. Through the Her hoop. Her head went through the hoop right yeah. into the wall. Yeah, so every time this happens. Yes, exactly. Which, to, truth to tell, can only be one time if it ever is going to happen, which it isn't. You but it could only that. happen you once. You don't know that. I've been in what, museums What, can a painting before. be restored and then have somebody's head go through it again? Is that what you're saying? Because, <laughs> like, like, we're trying to, to build our listenership. Yes. And you have this one improbable thing that can, by definition, only happen once, if it will happen, which it won't happen. Have you ever seen a Renoir? Yes. How do you know it was the original? Oh, so you're saying there's museums out there that might have phony... People's heads go through uh, uh, priceless paintings all the time. <laughs> Funny, I don't read about that a lot, Paula. It's something that's not talked about a lot. Like our podcast. But they go... Except in our case, heads. I kind of know why that is. Yeah. <laughs> why, 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 why the podcast? Why people aren't talking about it. Oh, they do. They talk about nobody okay. listens they to sure Paul Ponsor. You're right, you're right. But this gives a listener, you know, the opportunity to share with their friend... This is a this is a helpful dialogue That's that someone very, very helpful. someone could use. Yeah, good work, Paula. Thank you. If I Adam. had a biscuit to give you, I would. I appreciate it. All right, don't forget you can email us at nobody listens Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're there. 
That's our show. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam the Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken, America, Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Anthony Alfaro. Special thanks to tonight's house band, David Bragger. Thanks for the picking. And thanks again to our guest, Ali Moore. This week's security muscle is provided by the returning champion, Ben the Aardvark Lezebnik, who apparently liked the ants even better than the crickets. Transcription services for this show provided by TranscribeMe. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Pass a grasshopper. It's hopping right over there. Grab it. Oh, little grasshopper. Grasshopper eating you tonight. Grasshopper gonna be my dinner tonight. Oh, little grasshopper eating tonight. Adam, you know what this is? Dessert. Oh, little skeeter gonna be my dessert. Oh, little skeeter. Oh, little skeeter. Crush little skeeter gonna be dessert. Gonna throw up right now with the bugs. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.